1: Today on CityCast Philly. During the pandemic, there was a lot of support to keep people in their homes, even if they couldn't pay rent. But now evictions are back on, and recently some in Philly have turned violent. What is it about the way the city handles evictions that leads to dangerous scenarios? It's Monday, July 17th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. you cover housing and community development for WHYY's Plan Philly. Thanks for being back on the show. My pleasure. So there's been some disturbing incidents during recent evictions in Philly. Can you kind of catch us up? What's been happening here?
2: Yeah. So over the last three months, there have been two separate incidents where a, a deputy landlord tenant officer has fired a gun on the job. For those who don't know, landlord tenant officers are contracted employees of a private law firm that is appointed by the city to carry out evictions. Um, they also uh, deliver related court documents as well. Okay. Um, so both of these incidents involved uh, on-site lockouts. This is sort of the final step of an eviction where a resident is, you know, forcibly removed from their home, not. Physically, but they they are given a little bit of time to gather their things and then um, they are to leave.
1: And this is like shocking if something like this kind of happens or not. Maybe not shocking, but this is it. There's it's an emotional experience for sure.
2: Absolutely. You know, the policy of the landlord tenant officer is not to really alert uh, folks when they're coming, what day or what time. And so by design, it is a surprising event. And so on one occasion, a, a woman was uh, shot in the head, um, critically sent to the hospital. She did survive. Um, and more recently, uh, a dog was shot at, but not shot. Um, but it did sort of worry a lot of housing advocates and others because it, it sort of was another example of what is often described as this very violent process already, uh, removing someone from their home. And here you have actual violence in the firing of of a gun on a couple of occasions, at least.
1: Aaron, what's been the response to some of these violent incidents that do get carried out?
2: The problem here is that we haven't really heard a word from the landlord-tenant officer, Marissa Shooter. She has remained silent Um, since the incident where the woman was shot in the head, she has not responded to any of my efforts to to talk to her. I mean, so we don't know. Uh, Um, and that's sort of indicative in some ways of, of the office in general, there's a lot of question marks, um, when it comes to this office, uh, there's a lot of mystery. We don't even know how many people she has on staff, how much they're paid, what their workload is like. So there's a, a lot of questions, uh. that that have been raised by these incidents. And uh, to date, we have not got any answers.
1: Well, Aaron, how is the eviction process supposed to work in Philly? What are the steps to removing someone from their home?
2: Right, so at this point, you can't just evict someone if you're a landlord and you want your tenant out of your unit you have to first go through what's called the eviction diversion program uh, which is mandatory for landlords to participate in and that's sort of an effort uh, a month-long effort to try and come to an agreement that does not result in an eviction filing because eviction filings can be very damaging even if they uh, are if a judge finds in favor of a tenant just having that record of a, an eviction being filed against you um, can make it hard to secure housing in the future. Mm-hmm. And so this is an effort to try and get folks, um, you know, either to create a payment plan with their landlord or even in some cases just to agree to leave uh, without going to court. In some cases, you know, in many cases that has been successful, but there are obviously some cases where the the relationship is so tarnished that it just can't. You know, they can't come to an agreement. And so in that case, uh, if they go through the mediation or they try to direct negotiations and that doesn't work out, then they can go ahead and file for an eviction. And then it becomes a court proceeding, essentially. And it's up to a judge about whether to side with, you know, the landlord or the tenant. And if they side with the landlord, then um, there are a couple of steps. But it, it eventually leads to someone coming to your door and giving you some time to get your things and going.
1: And that's the private security officers.
2: More often than not, it is. Um, And there's a lot of confusion around that office. A lot of people don't know that it exists. A lot of people think that it's just the sheriff's office that does it. And so, you know, there's a lot of confusion when, uh, you know, an armed person shows up to your door that does not look like a police officer, does not look like a law enforcement staffer, you know. And so because it's the internal policy of the landlord tenant officer to not give people a date and time for showing up, you know, you can speculate that it's not that surprising that sometimes things can go awry. It's from what I understand in talking to attorneys, it is not common for these uh, interactions to turn violent in the way that we've seen on these couple of incidences um, over the past few months. But, you know, this is a very emotional, this is a very uh, surprising and traumatic event. And so, um, you know, advocates say that this is the reason why sometimes these these situations can escalate.
1: Aaron, you've talked to landlords as well. What do they say about how evictions work right now?
2: I have talked to one or two landlords and property managers who um, think it's a better system. There's also an issue of money. So the reason why a lot of folks, a lot of landlords opt to, to use a landlord tenant officer versus the sh- a sheriff's deputy, for example, is because it's cheaper generally. And so for them, you know, they've already lost out on rent. Most likely, although there are other issues that can, can lead to an eviction, and as I said, going through court can be very expensive. And so when it comes to the actual carrying out the eviction, there is some benefit in, in some landlord's eyes to, to going the cheaper route, which is the landlord-tenant officer over, over the sheriff's office. I don't have the specific dollar amounts, but, but it, there is a difference. And that's what folks say is what drives the use of that office, despite the problems that have been raised by advocates and attorneys.
1: Aaron, do we know how many people are getting evicted in Philly?
2: Yeah. So before the pandemic, you know, maybe from 2012 on, you had an average of maybe 25,000 eviction filings. That doesn't mean that 25,000 people were being evicted, but just to give you a sense of the scope of this, after they implemented the eviction diversion program, Those numbers have definitely dropped. I think in 2022, we had about 14 or 15,000. While other cities across the country have returned to pre-pandemic levels, Philly has been able to keep their filings down directly as a result of this program. Um, So it is working, but there still are a number of people um, who face eviction every year in Philly.
1: So we've talked about the issues with the eviction process Are there groups advocating to change how Philly carries out evictions?
2: There are a lot of housing advocates and a lot of housing attorneys who say that we really got to change this because as it stands right now with the landlord-tenant officers, they don't go through any special kind of training. There's no like handbook. They're just sort of, you know, they have a gun and they show up and they're dispatched to all of these different addresses and the office profits off of the the fees that landlords pay to them to carry out, you know, a lockout or to deliver a court document or what have you. And so advocates and and attorneys argue that they're basically just incentivized to do as many of these as possible because I want to make as much money as possible. So, so, so yes, there's a lot of call for change. And then in Harrisburg, you have a couple of state lawmakers from Philly who are advocating, who have put in a bill, I should say, um, that would bar private law firms from carrying out evictions. Um, in most counties around the state, the sheriff's office does this. So this bill is really mostly geared towards ending what we're talking about: this this alternative system where you have these you know contractors go out and, and do this instead of um, sworn law enforcement. Um, that bill is in committee, but it's not had a hearing yet, and so you know, as it stands. This is still the, the, the law of the land.
1: If I'm unable to pay rent and I think I'm going to get evicted, what can I do? Where should I turn?
2: So the city, at least recently, had rental assistance, emergency rental assistance that was going on through the pandemic that was completely geared towards helping people cover their back rent so that they could come to a resolution with their landlord. That money has since been used up. But. The city did recently allot about $30 million for rental assistance specifically f- to be paired with this eviction diversion program, so people can draw on that. Um, it does have a limit of $3,000, so if you owe more than that, which a lot of folks do um, because a lot of folks are still struggling from the pandemic, tenant debt has has risen, um, not, not dropped, um, even though we are out of the pandemic at this point. Um, and so it's tough. It's, it's very tough. Um, you, you know, the best you can hope for um, is probably to create some kind of payment plan with your landlord if, if they're willing. Um, but in some cases, as we've been discussing, you know, it's too much money or the landlord's not willing to, to come to a, an agreement and, and you end up see people getting evicted.
1: All right, Aaron Moselle, Housing and Community Development Reporter for WHRY's Plan Philly. Thanks so much for breaking this all down for me on CityCast Philly. You're welcome. You can read more about Aaron's story by clicking the link in our show notes. And now here's producer
0: Abby Fritz with what else Philly's talking about. Philly nonprofits will receive more than $6 million to address youth mental health issues, Philly Voice reports. Amid a national youth mental health crisis, most of this money will go to building a new outpatient mental health clinic in North Philly. The money is provided by Pew Charitable Trusts. And with actors now joining the ongoing writers' strike, production for some shows filmed in and around Philly could be delayed even longer. WHYY reports that all film shoots in the city were already canceled for the summer, But some in the local film industry fear the double strike signals an even longer break in the business. Production on Philadelphia-area shows like Sinking Spring on Apple TV+, and Abbott Elementary, based on a fictional Philadelphia school, have all been delayed since May, when the strike began. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you found this episode about evictions in Philadelphia helpful, share it with a friend. Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.